0: from coast to coast we're, we're going to have Cameron live and along, i got to introduce the greatest guest host you could ever have and she's having her seminar now so she'll hopefully have a se- another seminar following this and you know who that is that's Bernadette Gabrielle from she is from Austin, Texas how you doing? hello? maybe we have to get her back on the air hello, hello? Can you hear me? Oh, I can hear. You. Great, great. Okay. I said, <laughs> I said, we don't lose anyone. It's all 13. Anyway, uh, I said you had a, you're having a wonderful seminar right now with all these people, and uh, I bet they're very excited about you know improving their lives, and and you too. And sounds, how's yeah. how's it been going?
1: It was really wonderful. We had a wonderful night tonight. Um, okay. It was the introduction and uh-huh. we had a great turnout and I'm just really excited. Tomorrow's going to yeah, well, be a that great day. Nice. Well, you yeah, yeah, the next
0: one I will do, I'll see if I could cover both on the radio and I'll do a, as they say in radio, I'll do a tape delay so I can receive, you know, your seminar and then uh, get it out to a lot of people on the radio. So tell, uh, so tell me, is there a good mix of people. Excuse me. A good mix of men and women.
1: I did have a mix of men and women. You know, believe it or not, it was um, evenly divided. That is
0: interesting. That's very good. Isn't that's it wonderful though?
1: I was very excited about that because you know, a lot of times, you know, in in uh, workshops such as this, you have more of a female turnout. But um, that's true. You know, that is true. Yeah. But it's good
0: because men need to take care of themselves. They need to uh, find ways that maybe they're bothering people subconsciously. Maybe they're not they're not getting to their issues. And I think it's a good thing because anything positive to make a change is good. You Absolutely. Know, that's, and that's what I think. Now, And, you know, video, men
1: attract yeah. toxic relationships too. So they're, they're not just—they're not the only toxic part of our relationship. That's right. <laughs>
0: they're, they're not the topic game of the week, but uh, I—I can tell you from my, you know, from my uh, experience, yes, you do. And, and you know, if you're feeling good about yourself, you never see the same people that you have the uh, the crazy relationship with, right? But Am I kind of right? If you don't see them. Yeah? Could you hear me? Yeah, you hear I can me, hear you. Britta? Yeah, I think yeah. you don't, you won't attract the same pe- people that you had in a, in a, another relationship. You yeah, know, I mean, you know, similar, uh, uh, toxic relationship. Because then you meet someone, you could talk, and then the ones that you have the relationship with, you learn of how you attracted them, you know, exactly. in that toxic relationship, you know. And, uh, soon, soon we will be taking, we'll be flying to Las Vegas in June and we'll be going to the Comic-Con and I'll let everyone know and hopefully maybe Bernadette can come in we'll arrange something for Bernadette come in to see Comic-Con and it's a wonderful thing for June 12th to 14th this year and then we're going to go to the Italian Festival in San Gennaro which will be in Vegas in September so uh, those are a few things that are happening and uh, one other thing I was going to uh, mention the people, let's give out our phone numbers. They'll say, what, you don't have a phone number? Our phone number is one eight 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 seven one zero eight zero six one 710 8061 from country to country. And then our number again is one eight 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 seven one zero eight zero six one. 710 8061 And then we have a 323-744-4828. So we, we have two different numbers so you can call in. And then we got Bernadette Gabriel, our life coach lady, and she's going to talk about uh, her seminar. She'll have number one uh, coming up, and I'll go to that one uh, because I've I got so many places i got to go to now with, with my, my wonderful show. But anyway, now tell us on day one, what do you talk about on day one? Just to give us a okay. little idea.
1: Day one is uh, the orientation, so we really just get to know each other. Um, I have everybody fill out an orientation questionnaire. Um, That's very so good. Yeah, what they're what they're looking for, some different aspects about themselves. Uh huh. Um, and then we just we just tell our story. You know, we we share uh, who we are and what brought us to where we are. Right. And, you know, and then um, we had a tea ceremony tonight, which was also very wonderful. Ooh, how nice. We did massages tonight, too. Ooh,
0: how nice. So,
1: yeah, you know, it's a whole body situation, you know, Cameron. And like you were saying, you know, toxic relationships, you have to get down to the root of what attracts, you know, those in- types of individuals into our reality,
0: well, did you find, did you, oh, go ahead, I'm sorry, I was going to ask you, my big question was, were people having similar situations? Similar?
1: Okay. Say that
0: again? Yeah, did they have, because you know what, when I went to a seminar, what was really interesting was people would experience things that you were experiencing. Yeah. Yeah? So that oh, yeah. was that. There's a lot of synchronicities, and,
1: you know, definitely I, I can relate to everybody on uh, many levels and you know so and a few of the participants were are actually going through similar situations right now and not Uh for the first time but something that has been repetitive you know over a course of ironically you know a couple of my of my participants you know were in a relationship for the exact period of time and had the exact struggles (laughs) Oh, wow. You know, yeah. So you're talking about, you know, there's no coincidences, right? I mean, everything no. is, is, right, synchronistic. And when we view it right. like that, it's very liberating because we can appreciate, you know, what what it is that we can, that we're getting from it and from each other, a different perspective. Oh, sure. You
0: know? Sure. So. And, and, that's, and then you learn because yeah. whatever the perspective is. You can learn from that, you know. Absolutely. So, uh, so Dave, how many people are there? How many people do you have in uh, Austin? How many people came to see you?
1: We had seven tonight.
0: That's very good.
1: Yay, yeah. yay. Seven is yeah. very good. Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful space that we have. It's a meditation space. Uh-huh. So the closeness and the intimacy of it, It's it's a safe space.
0: And
1: I think uh-huh. the lesson makes it
0: really nice. Well, that's nice. Mm-hmm. So you have people all gathered. And, uh, and then tomorrow, you have your. did you guys uh, have like a, a dinner or lunch together, or that's tomorrow?
1: We, we did not tonight. We had the tea ceremony. Okay. And then tomorrow we go 10 till 5. That's so we very start good. start strong in the morning, and then we'll break for a lunch. Uh-huh. And then we'll have, um, we have an activation ceremony and a cacao ceremony tomorrow. Wow. So there's definitely, um, you know, participation.
0: Right. You know, um, right.
1: So, yeah, it's it's very exciting. It's really great to see people just be able to relax in the comfort of knowing that there's no judgment, but that it's right. an open, safe space.
0: Right. And is any learn from that, too, because it is not... If there's no judgment, it's best for them. Cause some of these seminars, they, you know, they do judge. They, I, I've been to a couple of them. Especially, uh, hyp- hypnosis. I went to one that was supposed to be, to get, be a hypnotist. And it ended <laughs> up, they didn't know what they were doing. It was very, it was kinda, kinda odd situation. They're a uh, college out of Hawaii. But I never knew, they never advertised again in, uh, whole life news. Never seen them again. But they had a wow. seminar to be a, a hypnotist, and it sounded good. So I tried it, and and then you attract certain people on it, and then it just said there was a there's a cutoff point where people didn't even um, uh, communicate with other people, and that to me is not a good seminar because wow. you know, first of all, you're there to learn. You're not there mm-hmm. to, uh, to, you know, uh, bring in. Uh, negative things
2: and 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 i'm gonna
0: one thing i was going to mention people there was a horrible news story i don't know if you heard about it but there was a driver who hit pedestrians in northern california targeted them because of their faith and race
2: and that was
0: and the guy thought the people were muslim so he, he uh raged in them so he was finally taken to custody and that was in the news today i didn't see i didn't hear about that one I heard about some others, but I didn't hear about that one. Wow. And, and then people were plowed into, and we're going to find out more at the bottom of the hour if there's any news to say. And, uh, you know, uh, a lot of things going on with, with Trump and his uh, craziness. And then, you know, Biden is now entering the presidential race, right? Okay. He's entering. Okay. And and uh, I don't know. I I'd rather go young than old. You know, because as they get old candidates, they really, you know, it's like, you know, going back to high school, a lot of the, you know, like Biden, Biden's a good guy, but he wouldn't be my number one choice to be a candidate, you know, because he's old. He's like 77 and, you know, I don't think he could do anything (laughs) to lead.
1: are you, are you busy rolling the papers? (laughs) Well, you know, I think that, I think that. As a collective, um, the younger generations uh-huh. are over the traditionalistic way of thinking. Right. So I I don't really feel like you know the older generation is really going to have much of a shot, especially since many of the traditionalist generations right. are passing. Right. You know. Right. It's time for new. It's time for for new, it's time new for mindset, new, faith. new thought processes, right? New ways of doing things. The old just is no longer conducive for you know the energies that are coming in. So,
0: well, that's true because they had Joe Biden on, on the View today, and what I what I thought on the View, he was going to get attacked, <laughs> but on the View, actually it was a good forum for him, and uh. uh McCain's daughter was very fair to him, but I thought uh, Biden didn't answer the question, you know, if a woman does not want you to touch her, it's o- if it's okay. And he really didn't answer it. And what he needs to do is answer that question, right? If, if she don't yeah. want you to touch her, why touch her, right? Yes, but well, I'm, what I'm
1: failing to see is why that should even be a question.
0: Right, right. That could
1: just be uh, just a, a known idea, a known fact, a known right. principle, a known, <laughs> <laughs> a known you know, morality needs to kick in somewhere.
0: Right. You know? That's true. Well, that's, that, that's true. That's true. And so far, leading the race is Biden. So far, you know, it's too early to, 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 you know the call and then second is uh, is uh, our our buddy our buddy the the senator from uh, Vermont and and he's you know he's he's 78 so when you have those two aging I don't think it's a good idea you know it's like wow what are we doing you know you know Bernie Sanders is one I was talking about thinking about mm-hmm. and then you heard about China not China. North Korea is meeting with Russia right now. Really? And U.S. Remember U.S. talked about, oh, they had a deal that was going on with, uh, North Korea. When it ended up, they have nothing. So North uh, Korean leader went to, uh, Russia and is making a deal with, uh, uh, Putin. So it very interesting in the game of love and war. And guess what they opened up in Japan? A piglet cafe opened what? in Japan. They have a, a cafe. If you have a, you know those, what are those little pigs. I forget what they call them. They're like little pigs. They people raise them like, like uh, raise them like pets. So in Japan now, they have a piglet cafe open. <laughs> so there you go. Wow, there is that strictly go.
1: for raising piglets or eating piglets?
0: I think raising piglets. And but the thing in Japan is they may make it a a, a grill. So when the piglet is done performing, you're on the you're on the stove, you know.
2: Wow. So very,
0: very crazy. <clears throat> and then, uh, uh, you know, Trump's going to England. Thank God. And uh, what else I was going to say? And that's on the news. It was really a really crazy day on the news because it really, really was a lot of past things that were going on, you know. Mm. And uh, God. Uh, I heard a movie you may want to see with your your girls and, and the boys is that yes, new one. Here Avenger? Here. Hello?
1: The Avengers,
3: yeah. Do you hear us? We're here. Yes, hi. Well, hello.
1: Hi, hello, Danny.
3: I'm doing good. How's it going, everybody? Good. Danny Cruz. Yes.
0: Danny Cruz is our UFO expert. Expertise, expert. Anything new in the UFO world, Danny?
3: Yes. I have an email from the diplomat of Los Angeles, and I want to read okay. it to you guys. Sure. Uh, go ahead. About the company. This is by the way, yeah.
0: Danny Cruz, and he has been, been with our show for well, a couple of years, and his area is of UFO, uh, you know, communications. Go ahead.
3: Okay, so this is from the diplomat of Los Angeles, Joseph E. Berg, and okay. we were talking about uh, the company that we ran, Deep Space Particle Accelerator Corporation. And I asked him, I said, are there any secret organizations that want to kill America? Does it help to point out possible Illuminati in the government? Is there Nazi right. the technology in the hands of the private sector companies? Is our technology placing a target on our heads? These are important security questions that I'm thinking about. And his right. response was, um, Danny, disclosure was made in our 1972 patent application. That took over three years to get past the secret process government. It was theft. Wow. And we got through, yeah, we got through it, unscathed and patents forthwith. The tears were not looking. We pulled it off. The info right. is out there. So back in 1972, um, Joseph Berg create, uh, committed a crime. He stole um, technology from the government by putting, he, he helped, the government had it in their possession, but he, Created on his own and licensed it in a patent. Uh-huh. It had seventy-two. Yeah, it had seventy-two claims. Usually, the patents um, are allowed three or four claims. This right, you never seventy-two. See.
0: Yeah, you never have seventy-two. That's true.
3: Yeah, so he got past what he called the secret process government, and he basically put the minimal info out there. What what the technology was in our company was actually the flying saucer technology that makes the electrical propulsion possible. Uh-huh. So. Um, so basically, um, Joseph and my time together was va- very valuable. I I had a, a UFO experience myself that came in 10 feet above my head back on July 19th of 2013, and he was familiar with it. This was before I met him. He knew that I had come into contact with a flying saucer in broad daylight, and he confirmed uh-huh. it. And you know TJ, our, our, our point of contact, he's the Chief of Security of Area 51 and Edwards Air Force Base. I told right. him... Yeah, I told TJ, I said, TJ, Joseph Berg told me that that flying saucer is ours. Because Joseph told me, he said, those are ours, we build them. Right. And I have another, um, he's, so um, he, he went on to tell me that we build them in their Skunkworks program. It's fully operational. And so right. I, I got in touch with uh, TJ, and he said, I said, TJ, Joseph told me that the flying saucer that I saw was ours. And he said, no, he didn't. No, he didn't. And I said, yes, he did. Yeah. So, so TJ, I heard he said, hold on. He, he pushed all the locks on his door up at Edwards Air Force Base and said, Danny, I have to tell you something, too. Those flying saucers are uh-huh. ours, and they're skunkworks. And so I got in touch with skunkworks, and I, I talked to their um, legal office uh-huh. about this. And I got, in, I got in touch with them, and operator number four is the one who actually took my call. She was the one to put me through the legal office several times. Uh-huh. And they, they were going to come to my house the legal office was going to send somebody to my house to talk about the interaction that I had as a citizen, a private citizen with flying saucers that they have um, created in their, in their, in their stock room.
0: Uh And
3: uh, and so that's just, uh, I'm going to go back to Washington DC probably next year and work on disclosure because I have the highest level of security talking to me about these flying saucers. And uh, I want to make, I want to get part of the disclosure program, Um, you know, the disclosure program that uh, Lear Uh was was part of. I I really want to get back into finding the community of flying saucer experiencers um, and get back in there and and try and get the the message out. And since I have this high-clearance-level personnel talking to me about this, Um, Here, I have another email from Joseph E. Berg. He's the diplomat of Los Angeles. It said, uh, Dear Danny, like, duh, green and red running lights on UFOs are ours. We build them, and that's in bold. When I was flying my plane from Las Vegas to Van Nuys, control alerted me and and tersely told me to hold on my course. There is a flyby. Look to my left. All I wow. could was the starboard. Um, all I could see was the starboard green running light. Literally, in a blink, it passed me and disappeared. There was no sound and no shockwaves. People wow. always report seeing lights. Those are our craft. <clears throat> Why would alien craft have running lights? Yeah, right. And so it just—it's just another one of those things that we just have to kind of cut and cut in between those, that gray area of saying we do have this technology, we build it, we know how it works. What about uh-huh. the aliens? You know, I'm, real, I'm, really con- I'm really concerned about the lack of the extraterrestrial question um, when we have this much information.
0: Yeah. Right, we,
3: have, we have so much information telling us we have the technology, it's hidden, it's secret, um, it's basically a fully operational Area 51 program, but what about extraterrestrials? We right. kind of have to leave – you know, we can get lost in, lost in this question by saying, oh, it's just human-made. Humankind has come up with this technology. But like uh, one of our guests were speaking about, we went from horse and buggy to flying a plane in less than right. 100 years. And to go from, you know, supersonic aircraft to flying saucer with electrical propulsion in such a short – this is back in the 70s. Right. So we've had this for so long – that it doesn't make any sense to, on the timescale, how, how we have it. And if there are, you know, I think extraterrestrials are definitely part of this equation. Okay. But we can get lost, yeah, we can get lost with in, the, in that question because, yeah, we have the full, all the facts that we do have this technology, but who are the people that know where it came from? You know, who discovered it? Right. Was there, the, you know, we talked about the Roswell crash, Joseph and I did. Uh-huh. And he was very he sent me a you can all find it on the web it's a uh, the interview that the, the first nurse gave to the alien telepathically and you can look uh-huh. it up the Roswell interview with the nurse i forget her name let me see i have it in my email that's somewhere. interesting.
0: no that's interesting
3: yeah so he yeah. He, let, he he led me down the path of knowing that there are flying saucers but he never really talked much about extraterrestrials except for the Roswell. I'm going to try and pull uh-huh. up that information right now. In That's kind of odd that he
0: would mention it because maybe maybe he was told something. Who knows?
3: Yeah, I think he might have been uh, because he was very adamant. Um, now, um, who was the, the lady down and uh, she's on the she has the, um, the show um, Linda Walton Howell. Linda oh, Moulton yeah, Howell.
0: Linda Maltinow. We met
3: her. Yeah. So we're friends. Joseph and her were friends. She's actually a, um, a, uh, a friend of Joseph Berg's, and she's a, a file. She, she keeps files for the government. Right. So um, she does paperwork that's just um, right for the government. Now, here's that email that he sent to me. Small human like being on top of the craft. She was three feet tall, dark suit, slender neck, long black hair, large eyes. And it goes on to say, um, oh, these are about the children in Africa, in Zimbabwe, in uh-huh. Zimbabwe, who described uh, seeing the flying saucer and the aliens back in 1994, on September 16th of 1994. And there were um, 62 of these kids outside the school during the uh-huh. incident with one adult supervising. And they all, um, what makes this interesting is reports of possible UFO and meteors in the skies over Zimbabwe two days before the incident, which the children were unaware of. So they had an astrological phenomenon uh, come into play two days before um, they saw that flying saucer. So this is another – this is coming from the State Department, actually. You know, this is – Mr. Berg worked for the State Department. He was also Uh a colonel in the the Army. So this is one of their longest-running personnel um, to date that I got to work with. And um, here it is. Um, I got the email from from him right here. Okay, in July 1947, Nephilim visitors crashed in the New Mexican New Mexico desert after its spacecraft was struck by an electrical discharge right. from the atmosphere while investigating Earth's burning clouds, radiation, and explosions. This was um this was about um, the atomic bombs that we were testing in the field, Uh they were drawn to it and they were coming to investigate. Now the lady, the nurse, her name is Matilda O'Donnell McElroy Uh and she was the interviewer for the U.S. Army Air Force and he sent me this uh, email um, fragmenting that follow supported uh, let's see, the interview fragments that follow are supported in Earth history and found Uh in the emerald tablets of Hermes in the book of Genesis. And so Uh it's that that the Nephilim in Genesis, how they came down and uh, mated with female, the female sex and had children, and created giants. Right. Well, um, the Nephilim came down again in Roswell. Is the is what he he believes our forefathers are from Jupiter. The one that's why the running the long streak of superpowers running through our genes is actually uh-huh. coming from our forefathers in Jupiter. This is something that he told me. And, um, and so it's this, uh, nurse's transcript, um, the transcript of the interview, um, over in the 509th bomb group, the Uh subject is alien interview, and it's telepathic. The interview is given telepathically. And so he was very adamant on this being the case, that there was actually a nurse interviewing, um, The alien that came down in Roswell. So this is coming from our own government. This is coming from the United States of America. That you know, um, there was a Roswell incident. There was an alien on board. There was a nurse who tended to him and had a telepathic communication. And you guys can all look it up. I'm going to give you her name one more time. Yeah, what's
0: her name? And she now I I now I think she probably uh, uh, went on to another world, probably. But would be interesting. If she's around or someone who knows
3: her, maybe could tell, her, tell us a little bit about her, you know? Yeah, here. Uh, here's for everybody. You can look it up in publications as Alien Interview. Um, okay. Copywritten, 2008, told by Matilda, M-A-T-I-L-D-A. Can you look it up? O'Donnell yeah. McElroy. So here go ahead, go. everybody, look it up. You're going to find a long uh, interview with an alien, and from my best source, the one who got me clearance into knowing the Skunk Works top secret. Is that Matilda program.
0: O'Donnell? McElroy? Uh, uh, Yes, that's right. Okay, let me put on my... Yeah yeah, 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 Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, they have, they have, uh, on the radio, they have, uh, interviews with Matilda. So Matilda oh. must have got to find out more. Because it, you know, I, I can imagine that the intensity of that interview, you know. Right. Well, now sure. was she? Did she go the to
1: Insight?
0: Yeah, Insight.
1: You. I mean, can you, that'd be pretty radical.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just say it is radical, and she went to. Did, now, did Danny, did she go to Roswell? I mean, not Roswell. Did she go to? Did she go to Area Fifty-One?
3: Um, here, let's see. I'm looking through it. Um the question, the first question that was asked, are you injured? The answer was no.
2: Okay.
3: Um so he was going on, uh do you need food or water or other substances? And he said no. Um do you have any special environmental needs such as air temperature, atmospheric right. chemical content, air pressure, or waste elimination? It goes right. on to say, no, I am not a biological being.
0: That's so, interesting.
3: So it goes on, it's kind of like, what, what can you take from not being a biological being? Probably uh, spirit manifestation or artificial intelligence.
2: Right.
3: Now, this is one of the things that I would like the audience to know about, is artificial intelligence and piloted flying saucers are what we have flying in our skies today. Skunkworks has developed an AI system that flies on its own. So we have some some of our close close encounter contactees are experiencing artificial intelligence that have chosen them to run right. down so close to them, so that they could be so close in proximity. You know, when you when you have a person, uh, I was just thinking about this last night. The proximity that they have to the object, the flying saucer, is very important because they're probably there's only a handful of people. Who get five and ten feet away from these flying saucers? Right. So they're chosen, and the proximity that they have, they're they're documented. They have pictures, video, and probably know their person's life inside and out. Right. There's a reason why they're they're coming down so close to certain people, or even landing in their backyards.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's all no coincidence, right?
3: No, I don't believe in coincidence. I think yeah. that there's a linear trajectory going on here. And I hope that when all, all of us get together, you know, for disclosure projects, you know, in the community. When Jose Escamilla used to go out in the community, they used to summon UFOs. He had a, a group of guys that would summon the UFOs somehow. somehow oh, yeah, in that's
0: right. That's right. Yeah,
3: getting in touch with the UFOs from wherever they are, and then there would be a close encounter over in los angeles they were doing that
0: yeah i remember that he told he, he had a guy that would uh, if he wanted to say something he would he would have a whole session with them you know they would go to you know contact in the desert that area to do the uh, contacting very interesting danny so tell now me more Now, i also more. have another hold, hold on one yeah second. i also, oh,
3: no. okay let me see here i have another email that's very important it's yeah. It's about the Brotherhood of Steel. Uh huh. And um, it's an organization in the. Um, I'll get the exact. Um, let's see. You hear me? Right oh. Okay. Yeah, I have yeah. it right here. Um, okay. So I I haven't. I emailed him. I'll read you my email to him. Okay. Um, hoping for but, the Department of Energy to award us. That was we had a 14 week government panel uh, created right. by the Department of Energy, and they they were um, reviewing the technology, and it ended up uh, across the spectrum. It ended up on the end of the spectrum where we were too were not enough like their technology that they were studying. Um, uh uh-huh. And I went on to say, Miss Tritt uh, connected us to Kirtland Air Force Base. That was from the Wright Patterson Air Force Material Command, Miss Tritt. Um, sent over our white paper. It's a, about a seven-page document explaining uh-huh. what our technology does with the math. And um, she sent it over to um, Edwards Air Force Base, Electrical Propulsion, RQ West. Uh-huh. People are familiar with that area of Edwards Air Force Base, top secret. A lot of the scientists from Israel, China, Japan, Russia are all kept there um, on Edwards Air Force Base um, to work on projects
0: such right. as Right, It's
3: true. That's true. So Yeah, so it said, wow, a lifetime of revelation, knowledge, and action, and seeing the light in the long-distance future up ahead. I was so close to getting the... Now, I was one of the only people who uh, think this is very important to actually handle this technology in a business sense. Uh-huh. I was the businessman behind the extraterrestrial technology that Mr. Burke stole from the government by putting it out in a patent. Right. He continued to develop it. So I was one of the only businessmen who actually was working on filing for licensing, te- licensing the technology with the United States. I was taking it uh-huh. right back to them. So um, here we go. Um, I always know is what I said. Um, yeah, it says, Danny, it's good Miss Trick called you today. I know nothing about the brotherhood that weighs on your mind. The teachings of the brotherhood of light are not biblical. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the founder claims to work under the authority of an otherworldly being who consorted with a goddess. Uh-huh. This is in direct opposition to the biblical truth that there is only one God in Deuteronomy 6.4. uh uh-huh. and, and he goes on to mention the Brotherhood of Steel, commonly abbreviated uh-huh. B, lowercase o, capital F
2: uh-huh.
3: is a techno-religious paramilitary organization with characteristics uh-huh. of a military order, founded by deserters from the United States Army Security Detail at Mariposa Military Base
0: uh-huh. and their
3: families, dedicating to controlling and regulating technology. So we, he was part of the Brotherhood of Steel. He took, He was part of the theft of the technology that the United States had and bringing it out at the right time. So we have a group of Army dissenters uh-huh. from our U.S. Army who take it into their own hands to take this technology and and keep it or put it out when it's necessary. So we have the Brotherhood of Steel to look forward to. I Uh think the time is coming where the old school from Mariposa, this uh, Brotherhood of Steel, the army dissenters, are coming forward with um, technology from the military base in Mariposa, and letting the public for the first time get that minimal info of disclosure of flying saucer technology that's right. basically Tesla. You know, we have, we have an electrical universe. And this is another um, another part of what I'd like to direct our listeners to. It's called the Electrical Universe. And let me look it up for you and give you a good idea on YouTube. Um, it's called Electrical Universe. And I'm just going to pull it up here real fast. Okay. And, By the
0: way, people out see. there, uh, Cameron Live, uh, Friday Night Show... You want to call in eight one eight 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 seven one zero eight zero six one one eight 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 seven one zero eight zero six one, and then I want to say that we have Danny Cruz, our UFO guy, and then we have uh, Bernadette de Gabriel, who's a life coach uh, teacher in Austin, Texas. Say, say, I, I, I
3: right. you got as a host, of show, you got to.
0: Let people know. <laughs> She's yeah, there. Exactly. I let it's been a long know.
3: time, Bernadette. We were in the we were in the studio with um, Laura Eisenhower last time we saw each other, I believe. Who uh, with Bernadette? I? Yes, with Bernadette. I haven't
1: been there yet.
3: She hasn't been to the oh, studio. You no. no not oh. yet. No.
1: But we we may have met on the astral plane. You never know.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I could have I could have sworn we met each other. Yeah, because. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, Laura
0: Eisenhower, is she going to be in contact in the desert? Have you talked to her?
3: No, I haven't been able to talk to her. Her her cell phone has changed. And, yeah, I know um, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah she, you know, you have the Secret Service dealing with her cell phone and everything. Right, right, it's true. Oh, wow,
1: <laughs> wow. Okay, okay. so um,
3: here's <laughs> to your here's to our audience. Uh, Wall Thornhill, he's a very Interesting scientist. His name is spelled W-A-L for wall in Thornhill. T-H-O-R-N-H-I-L-L. Um, okay. He is part of the Electrical Universe in the Thunderbolts Project. Uh-huh. I'm going to break he,
2: in here he just can... to the audience. The audience is hearing me now, so it's not just you hosts that are hearing me, but the audience is as well. The number to phone in is not what was given. It's eight 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 six two seven. 6008. Zero, zero, again, that's 888 627 6008. Zero, zero, Sometimes it seems uh, you're giving out a customer service line, and then we get calls on the wrong phones. Oh, yeah, yeah. We and then nobody that. really knows what's going on. So, Right. Uh, and the direct line is 323 744 4831. Four, so again, 323 744 four. Four eight three one. You okay. don't want to call a customer service, folks, because around <laughs> this time uh, it probably won't get answered. And if it is, we're probably just going to hang up. So, right. uh, and you can always Skype BBS Radio PR if you want to get in via Skype. All right, folks, carry on. Thank okay. you very much. Thank you. That
3: was Don from BBS Radio. Go ahead. Okay, so Walt Thornhill um, is part of the Thunderbolts project, and he. Wants to okay. give uh, voice to the electrical universe, basically saying that black holes don't exist. There's a whole lot of a whole lot of science behind this too, where the uh-huh. discharges from the sun are very are exactly like the electrical propulsion that we were selling to the, the government. As a businessman, I was selling technology that was giving discharge that would discharge a dielectric material, um, just like the sun discharges a dielectric material from its uh, from the corona. And so, I want to give your audience the name again, Walt Thornhill, and the Electrical okay. Universe and Thunderbolt Project. And he is, he, they don't talk about UFOs, they talk about the way the universe is made. And it goes all the way from the, the material, uh, non, non-living material, to cells and DNA uh-huh. and consciousness. And that we are all running on this electrical current flowing through the universe, basically bringing the ether back. And um, flying saucers, since they do work under electrical propulsion theory and uh, the electrical universe theory that's on the YouTube videos, Thunderbolt Projects, uh, give us a whole new world view. Um, flying saucers give us a chance to be connected to the universe, be all at one, the flow of consciousness and how it's created through electricity. We're all connected. And so it um, really is a very new age Um uh, ideas behind flying saucer technology that changes the way we think and see the universe and not just the old uh, four-dimensional uh, material materialism
2: uh-huh. that
3: Einstein brought to it. So we can actually start a new philosophy, a new worldview. Because technology like flying saucers is based on electrical propulsion, we, we know that there are unknown forces in the universe to the general public that the United States government is keeping to itself. And so right. the United States government is, is acting on the, the concept of an unknown force to the world, basically with these flying saucers. We have a whole new physics, theory of physics out here that needs to be addressed. And this is what the Thunderbolt Project does, is it addresses this new physics that, that basically powers flying saucers. And since we know they're real, we got to step into a new age of thinking. Right. Our, our thinking about the universe needs to change. And I think that might be an extraterrestrial sign, you know, for technology to evolve, for consciousness to evolve, for a new outlook on the universe and ourselves. This sounds very extraterrestrial to me. No,
0: it's what you're saying. If you think about it, it it's been you know, since the uh, coming of 2000, uh, things have been changing. And 2000, Uh, 19, because we are getting to 220, things are going to change and things that we may have thought of, certain perspectives are not what we think. It's an ever-changing environment. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we could say, oh yeah, this is going to be the same. No, because you could see even the world itself is changing every day. And I think what you're saying, Danny, has a lot of credence because that's the way the world works. You know? And we, right. and the electricity and the, the pulsation, yeah, I could believe it. Cause that's the way yeah. the world right now works. Go ahead. Yeah, by the way, everyone did Danny Cruz. He's our UFO guy. And then we have on our life coach, uh, lady, Bernette uh, Bernadette Gabriel. So, uh, what do they say? As they say, commence. <laughs> commence, commence on. Yeah.
3: So, Bernadette, how, how do you think about these um, extraterrestrials coming into people's lives physically? We have close encounters of flying saucers already, but what do we have to talk about about extraterrestrials actually coming into contact with human beings, especially ourselves? We're in a small circle of people who have these extraterrestrial communications, such as Cameron. You know, Cameron has the extraterrestrial communication one-on-one, it seems, with uh, mm-hmm. his visitations and his household, right? Um, surgical Scars to prove it, and
0: wow.
3: um, close encounters. Didn't you just say you had a close encounter with a flying saucer two days ago, Cameron?
0: Yes, I was up in I was up in Palmdale meeting a friend of mine uh, for you know, getting some work, and I had a close encounter because it was it was coming out of the sky and, and it was very, getting close to the car. So I never had that wow. close. Yeah, it was coming. It was coming from from uh, Edwards Air Force Base. So we know there's someone uh, felt the vibration and because I never felt that never had that experience before so and, wow. it, and it's where it's an interesting experience because you don't know you know and like I said even the visitations or whatever they come when you least expect mm-hmm. you know it's yeah. like you're asleep and then someone's there and you're going okay all right mm-hmm. I'm not go crazy there's someone in the room there but yeah. that's because of the that's because of what what they bring uh, to the room. They're they're there to do experimentation. I and you know who told me that too. Jose. Jose said okay. he never was really scared, but when he saw when he got in contact, is when he got he felt a little a little shaken up. Remember, Jose? He felt a little shaken up, and a lot okay. of people do.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, understandable. I mean, you are coming in contact with something that is, you know, not the norm as far yeah, as, see. you know. It's Out of this mean. world. Yeah, Understand. I do believe that we have been entertaining, um, you know, extraterrestrials for a minute. And, right. um, you know, I, I believe that they walk among us, you know, every day. That, you know, we just may not be aware. Um, but right. I do also believe that, you know, with the shiftings that are taking place, the very massive energy shifts that are happening um, universally, um, that we are encountering more and more uh, extraterrestrials. We're seeing more activity. And I believe that that is, you know, um, they're here, most of them, as an assistance to help us through the shiftings that are taking place because, you know, we aren't supposed to um, remain in a third dimensional reality right. or a third dimensional vehicle, meaning our human bodies. We're supposed to be shedding a lot of the density that we have gained through the human incarnation,
3: um, yeah, so Bernadette. that we
1: can make the shift. Yeah, into the higher. Hitting genera. on that point. Hitting
3: on that point, Bernadette. Sorry about um, my doggies had... there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, touching on that point you just made about um, our bodily vehicles, I had a teleportation experience back in the year 2000 where I was staying at the Mammoth Mountain Inn. I made a little documentary about it to go retrace my steps or kind of reconnaissance video.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
3: um, and basically, I went from one stairwell to, from the west side of the parking lot to the east side, and there's no physical connection. And every year on uh-huh. July 16th through the 21st, I would look up to the sky and to God and say, God, give me a sign and an answer as to why I teleported. And it was um, 19 years later on the anniversary date, July 16th through the 21st of when I teleported, that I I was basically in my mode of reflection another year of having teleportation in my life and meditating on it, transcending a lot of the old um, philosophies and, and really interconnecting all of them with my, my experience, and it was uh, about 3 p.m. when I had the flying saucer come about 10 feet above my I, head, it, but it was it was My question to Danny, is people yeah.
0: are say, okay, so you've had this experience. What did you feel
3: at that point? No, I didn't feel a thing. It was very much like I was walking downstairs, and so it was very precise. The teleportation uh-huh. experience was uh-huh. a very precise experience. Where I was okay, able so it was a to precise experience motion yeah precise motion where I was able to continue walking downstairs because I went from the east no, I'm sorry I told the guests the west side I, I was staying on the east side of mammoth mountain in
0: uh-huh. the
3: parking lot with the condominiums for large groups and I was going downstairs to pick up some food and I come out on the west side and there's no physical connection to the east and west side stairwell so I was I was able to actually continue walking down steps uh-huh. as I teleported. So it was very precise in the location where I I transmitted myself, and I continued to go on as if nothing had happened. And uh-huh. I gained my senses at the bottom of the stairs where I said, oh my gosh, I'm on the opposite side of the parking lot. So I formed this intention in my mind, I need to run up these stairs and come back down and ground myself here so I can put my feet back on the ground um, and just take it in. And as I mm-hmm. went upstairs... I teleported back to the east side parking lot, was stair- stairwell. And, um, and so I came back down, and I, I have to say this a time travel semantics. I am where I was before I left. So it was about 50 yards from one location, forming the intention to go up and come down there again and coming back down where I was before I left. So it was a real circular motion type of teleportation where I stood out of the universe for a brief second, took, it, took in what I could, and then back into it where I was where I, very, my eyes were very
0: interesting by the way and yeah, so from your perspective thank then.
3: You. yeah it was really impacted my life every day not a day went by where I didn't meditate on it and on July 19th of 2013 on the anniversary time uh, right. that's the week my church went there um, I, I asked God I said God I'm looking to you for answers for why I teleported and I was right. on my way to the gym and about 3 p.m broad daylight in Covina, California, a blue and gray flying saucer was hovering, was flying like five miles an hour just right over my head and stayed within proximity for about 30 seconds. It never changed its rate of speed, but it just ascended high and went over the foothills over Glendora, Uh back over towards Edwards Air Force Base in that direction. Um... But it was an anticipated day for me, so I, I, I was could tell Bernadette, yeah, transcending um, the third body vehicle, uh, the body, the, the vehicle of our bodies, on a and having that connection to what we're transcending to. Right. It was the teleportation, the bodily transcend transcendence of that, and then the then the mental part of it was, I'm actually looking for an answer today, and the answer that I got was a flying saucer. In broad daylight, just 10 feet above my head. So I was kind of prophetic in a way. You don't see a flying saucer every day, and I've only seen that one. But it was on a day of anticipation and looking for answers, really calling out to God above, saying, give me the answer I need because right. I'm still trying to figure this one out. And a flying saucer came in, and I just think, you know, what are the chances of it being on my anniversary date of teleporting that a flying saucer would come over my head?
0: Never, but Danny, Danny, you never know because, like in my situation, when when they do the visit and you leave, you never know because the visit may be maybe a month or two, or three or four, and then they come regularly. Now it's regularly. I don't know why. I don't wow. understand why because uh, it's just. I know my skin is getting uh, hair has been removed because because the blood is always there when I'm waking up. So that's the weirdest part of the whole thing. I can't give an explanation. You know, like Dr., you know, um, you know, um, the one that Jose knew, he said you can't really tell people the explanation because it, it just happens, you know.
3: And yes, he, and like you said, more regularly, too. It happens more regularly. Yeah, more regularly.
0: I don't know what they want. I have no idea. I just live my life. I just don't know. I just go with it. But the first time, it was it, it, It shook the hell out of me. And I think feeling, you really feel it, you know, that's the problem.
3: I would like to get my first extraterrestrial visit. I haven't had a visit in person. They come. They go. And then, Brennan, what What? are they talking about?
1: I think that part of it, and and this is just off the cuff, but, um, you know, on a soul level, you know, some of us agree to different. to, uh, to different visitations, you know to right. different aspects of you know life and right. th- some of us have given permission to other um, beings to be whatever they need us to be right. in, in this in this um, incarnation. And I think you know part of the experimentations that take place, can very well go into um, the evolvement of us as a being. You know, right. What, what, like, like for example, you know, the marconic modality, the energy modality that that I I use for my clients um, sheds 51% of karmic attachments, right? Well, wow. how do we know that? How do we know right.
0: the procedures to
1: do if somebody hasn't been the one to allow themselves to be the test bunny you know so I think that you're doing a great service and you know on some level it's contributing to the collective and oh, yeah, that's, you know. oh, that's
0: true too anyway we got we got a minute left. I want to thank everyone coming on tonight next, tomorrow next Friday we'll talk about journeys and I have a lady that may be coming in talk about her journey wrote a book about journeys so oh, wow. we'll share that with people and then, of course, Danny will come in, and Bernadette will come in. And Bernadette's having a nice, successful uh, turnout on her on her, um, uh, seminar. My so workshop, we you, yeah. Workshop. Congratulations. We, 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 will, we promise I will come next time. I will come, and then I'll go to Austin. I, I've been to Austin once. I think when I was in Houston a long time ago, I traveled. But it would be fun to go back, you know?
1: We'll you have know, to go
0: together, Cameron. So yeah, if you're available, you come. Come with me. Absolutely. And then, absolutely. And then, like I said, San Janeiro, We'd love to have Burnet come. That'll be this year in Las Vegas. It's going to be in September, and I think it's going to be in Henderson uh, uh, because they have a wonderful turnout. And then what we'll do during that time period, we'll go to, we'll go to uh, good old Area 51. And Area 51, by the way, is not like it was because when I went, I went with my cousin last time, and they had gates, and gates, and gates. very confusing, because if you cross one gate, you got shot, you know? Oh, wow. But, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very precise. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that later. But I want to thank everyone coming on tonight. Thank Danny Cruz. Thank Bernadette Gabrielle, And have yourself a wonderful evening. And BBC, uh, you know, like I said, uh, radio, we are on... And we're going to be, we are moving and grooving, have more sponsors and stations. So stay tuned with us. And my show is on uh, a selection. You can hear all my shows. And we want to thank everyone coming on. Have a good evening and a good weekend. Thank you very Love much, you everyone. Thank Love you, you. all.
1: Thank, thank you. Love you. Thanks Brenda. Good night, night, Danny. night, Danny. Good night, Cameron.
0: Good night. Good night from Los Angeles. Bye bye.